Welcome to Using Our Library Voices, a podcast that represents yet another way that Harris County Public Library provides information and resources to enrich lives and strengthen communities through innovative programs and services both within and beyond our walls. My name is Tanner Adams, a adult programming librarian from Parker Williams Library. In this episode of Using Our Library Voices, librarians talk loud and proud about our library. We invite you to listen in and learn a bit about the history and services we provide to our communities. At Harris County Public Library, innovation isn't just a watchword. It is an integral part of our organization's culture. HCPL Innovation seeks to keep the library a vibrant and vital center of the communities we serve, and that vision begins at the top with our executive director, Edward Melton. Edward began his career as an elementary school teacher, where he saw early on the necessity of bringing technology into schools. He worked with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to put computers in classrooms and school libraries. His passion for education and technology's ability to make information and knowledge accessible to all led him into librarianship. Starting with Houston Public Library as a children's librarian, he worked his way up to administrative manager. He moved for a time to the West Coast, where he was named Chief of Branches for the San Francisco Public Library, but in 2014, he returned to the Houston area as HCPL's Executive Director. I'm pleased to welcome Edward to the show. Over the past decades, Harris County Public Library has served the greater Houston area. We continue to provide traditional library services that include checking out physical books and providing research assistance. But library services have evolved over the years, and the current pandemic has allowed us to pivot to provide more virtual programs and digital services. Our libraries have become centers for creativity and innovation through the use of technology and electronic resources. We are able to reach out into communities with mobile literacy programs, such as the Reading Express, Curiosity Cruiser, and Grad Cafe on the go. During this season of Thanksgiving, we are grateful for the opportunity to serve the diverse and supportive communities of Harris County. Thank you for being part of our reading and lifelong learning experiences. Your compassion, patience, understanding, and appreciation for our staff motivates our dedication to providing exceptional public service during these challenging times. As we celebrate 100 years of library services during our centennial anniversary in 2021, we look forward to improving and enhancing the quality of life throughout Harris County. Thanks, Edward. Now, let's hear a bit about some of the resources and services that Harris County Public Library has to offer. When it comes to a return on your investment, Harris County Public Library gives a big bang for your tax dollar. A recent study shows that for every dollar spent on public libraries, $4.64 is returned to the community in the form of programs, services, and access to technology. Harris County Public Library continues to provide all the resources and services you might expect from a traditional public library, along with many you might not expect, like maker labs with 3D printers and laser cutters, a gardening tool lending library, and our super library on wheels, the Curiosity Cruiser, that brings education and library services directly to underserved communities. Hey everybody, my name is Miss Amanda and I am the children's librarian at the Katy Branch Library. Today I wanted to talk to you guys about early literacy. Early literacy is not teaching your child how to read, but it's giving them those tools to get ready to learn how to read when they enter formal education. Thanks Amanda. 
Hi, I'm Melinda. I'm a children's services librarian for the Fairbanks Branch Library. Today, I'm going to get the opportunity to share some early literacy tips with you. Our early literacy tips all focus around the five activities that the ALSC recommends that we do with our children to help them grow into readers. Those five activities are reading, writing, singing, talking, and playing. So let's start with reading. Reading is honestly the single most important activity that you can do with your child to help them get ready to read. You can start reading even before your child is born. Research shows us that children are starting to develop an understanding of language patterns while they're developing in the mother. So, read to your child and read often, but make sure it's a positive experience. Those warm, positive experiences that they have with you reading will help them have a love for reading growing up. Our writing tip today is to help you understand that your child, whether they're scribbling lightly or they're scribbling heavily or they're actually writing words with letters, that that is their way of communicating ideas and expressions in a written form. So, when we allow our child to scribble and then tell us what it means, you're reinforcing to them that those marks actually represent ideas and thoughts. And that is the beginning. Those wild and crazy marks really mean to them. Singing. Singing is so important. And it's important for you to know, even if you're not confident in your own singing voice, the sound of your voice is one of your child's most favorite sounds in the world. So sing and sing often. Singing slows down language. And when we slow down language, children are able to better hear all the different sounds and words. And this helps them identify those sounds. And it will help later on when they're starting to learn letter sounds and also sound out words. Talking. Talking is oral language. And when we teach our children how conversation works by keeping eye contact, taking turns in our communication, that is an important skill that we're giving them towards early literacy so that they learn how to communicate their ideas, their feelings, and they understand verbal and nonverbal cues. Playing. Playing is more than just fun. When children play, a lot of times they'll use one object to actually symbolize something else, such as a block becomes a telephone or a block might become a pot or a, a spoon may become a sword. Those are all examples of symbolic thinking. And this kind of symbolic thinking is the same kind of thinking that we use with reading where pictures and letters represent real things. So let your child play and let them pretend and make one object pretend to be another. And you'll be helping them grow into a reader. So those are some ways that you can work with your child to help them to develop their early literacy skills. Thanks, Amanda, for giving me the chance to share some early literacy tips. Now, let's hear some more about these programs. Y'all know about all the story times and virtual content HCPL is providing through Facebook and Microsoft Teams, but have you ever heard of a thousand books before kindergarten? 
Well, get happy and get reading because HCPL is providing this free program to encourage reading for infants through preschool age children. This program is exactly as it sounds, a reading program to log 1,000 books read before your child enters kindergarten. That sounds like a lot, but these books can be what you read together, what they hear at a care center, or what they hear during a story time. With cool incentives, a mobile logging app, and tons of virtual content, parents and little ones can get geared up for academic success by participating in this county-wide reading initiative. Also, have you been able to visit one of our six Family Place libraries? We'll get ready for three more awesome libraries to offer these spaces for caregivers and little ones to play, explore, and learn together. When HCPL reopens to the public, Family Place Libraries will always have special play areas available. But in addition, they'll host five-week sessions that bring in guest experts like nutritionists, early development specialists, and more to teach and help families just like yours. HCPL is so excited to roll out these early literacy initiatives and so much more. Be on the lookout for when we can welcome you back and keep reading. Curbside service is the exciting new way that libraries are providing you with books to read. But did you know that your local library can do more than check out books? How about movies? Yes, the library has DVDs and Blu-rays of all your favorite movies. Take and make crafts are also a fun and popular item that you can find curbside at your local library. What if you can't decide what to get? No worries. You can visit hcpl.net and look at the extensive catalog of books. If you're still not sure, just fill out a book bundle request and your local librarian will hand select an array of books just for you. Perhaps you need help with making copies or printing documents. Your friendly librarians can help you with that too. So give your local library call and see what curbside service can do for you. For many Harris County residents, the library has just always been there, a constant stable presence in the community. And that's a good thing. In its 99 years of existence, Harris County libraries have undergone massive changes, just as the communities they serve have. Here to tell us more about HCPL's history is Technical Services Manager Cecilia Williams and Linda Stevens, HCPL's Division Director of Programs, Partnerships, and Outreach. everyone. I'm Linda Stevens, Division Director of Programs, Partnerships, and Outreach for Harris County Public Library. In 2021, HCPL is celebrating its centennial, 100 years of service. When you hit three digits, we figure you've earned a tremendous party, so we'll be celebrating our birthday all year long. There are collections, our programs, and some special projects like the one we'll be talking about today. I'm here with Cecilia Williams, the Technical Services Manager at HCPL who is heading up the team digitizing items from HCPL's past. So tell us, Cecilia, how did the library get started? A hundred years ago, providing library service to the residents of rural Harris County was a challenge. The small urban area of Houston was surrounded by fields, forests, and bayous. Small towns couldn't build or support their own libraries, and the long dirt roads into Houston made getting to the city library difficult. In 1920, Harris County attorney Arthur E. Dawes and Houston public librarian Julia Eidson circulated a petition to create a county library. 
1921, the petition was approved by the state of Texas and the Harris County Public Library was born. However, funding was limited that first year to $6,500 with the promise of more if the project went well. So what did library service look like in 1921? So the project got off to a great start due mainly to the efforts of the very first librarian, Lucy Fuller. Lucy was a native Texan with a library degree, employed in 1921 in New York City. But Lucy left that job at the opportunity to come and set up a brand new library system in Texas. Lucy and her small staff worked with local communities to set up library stations in schools, businesses, and private homes throughout the county. These library stations were not fancy. They were usually just a shelf or two of books. The library staff moved those books between stations in cars, driving down bumpy, dusty roads for thousands of miles each year, so each community regularly had new books to read. By the end of 1921, there were 26 established library stations with over 3,000 books. Harris County is so huge. How did the librarians reach everyone? During those first few years, HCPL established stations throughout Harris County, including at the very edges, Katy, Spring, Tomball, Humble, Crosby, Laporte, and Seabrook. The librarians began using book wagons and then bookmobiles to bring items directly to county residents. By the early 1930s, there were over 70 library stations and another 30 to 40 weekly bookmobile stops. The staff, which was mostly women, were dedicated to meeting the needs of the community. They regularly held story times for the children. They went to parent-teacher association meetings, community picnics, athletic events, to talk with residents and make certain they knew what the library had to offer. I love that story time has been with us since the very beginning. How did HCPL change over time? During World War II, HCPL had a station at the Ellington Field Hospital to serve the wounded that were recovering there. The county librarian at that time, Reba Anderson, worked to collect books from the community to send to the troops overseas. By the late 1940s and into the 1950s, HCPL started to transition from having lots of smaller library stations throughout the county to having about 15 to 20 permanent branches and bookmobile service to supplement. As towns like Pasadena and Baytown grew in population, those HCPL branches eventually split off and became independent systems. The population of Harris County exploded between 1950 and 1990, with an additional 2 million people living in the county, and the library responded to that need by opening library stations at schools and community centers again. By the late 1990s, with the addition of the Parker Williams North Channel and Atascacita branches, modern HCPL was born. But HCPL is constantly evolving, and in some ways, we're getting back to our roots by adding three bookmobiles in the last few years and partnering with other county departments and schools to get more books into children's hands. I think Lucy and her staff would have loved our modern-day bookmobiles with all of their fancy tech, but the mission has always stayed the same, providing free access to books and providing the tools for early literacy. Harris County's been through lots of disasters, particularly floods and hurricanes. But with COVID-19 in 2020, the library switched services to providing curbside. How's the library handled adversity in the past? In the 1920s, the library was very underfunded. For several years, there was no budget for new books. So staff spent hours each week repairing worn out books to keep them in circulation. In 2008, when Hurricane Ike knocked out electricity for three weeks, the Atascacita branch staff continued to serve their community, using flashlights to hold story times to keep a sense of routine for the children. After Hurricane Harvey closed four of our branches in 2017, those branch staff set up outreach events at grocery stores, local businesses, and neighborhoods to keep in contact with their communities. 
I think of Curbside Larry and all of the ways HCPL has adapted to reach out to our customers during the last eight months. That passion, that drive to serve, to find solutions and get books into people's hands, it's amazing to see that continue during the current crisis. You've been exploring both written documents and photos from the past 100 years. What is your very favorite thing you found so far? Some of these photos are so intriguing and I wish I knew the full story behind them. We have a picture from the summer of 1954 of a girl boarding the bookmobile with a pet capuchin monkey on her shoulder. She's dressed up with a full skirt and a starched shirt and has this great half smile on her face. There's another photo of her on the bookmobile checking out books and she's watching over the monkey carefully. I just wonder who she was and if she and her capuchin were bookmobile regulars or if it was just a special day for them. That's such an intriguing story. Where can we find more stories about HCPL? In January 2021, we're launching the HCPL Digital Archive, which will house documents, photos, scrapbooks, and videos from the last 99 years. Each month, we're releasing a digital exhibit using those items to tell a specific story, like bookmobiles, important people at HCPL, hurricanes, and other disasters. But we'll also feature each of our 26 branches throughout 2021, with detailed timelines that trace HCPL's century-long commitment to serve Harris County residents. These are not just the stories of HCPL, but the stories of the Harris County community and how it has changed over the last 100 years. I'm really excited to be able to share those stories of the past with you. Thank you so much, Cecilia. I hope you've enjoyed hearing a bit of the HCPL story, and you'll join us next year to share our story and your stories of the past and present and our hopes for the future. Thanks, Cecilia and Linda. A lot has changed at the library over the years, but one thing that hasn't is that the library experience for our customers is shaped as much by the people who work here as it is by the books and programs we present. Here now is Maria Madrid, Assistant Branch Manager of the Spring Branch Memorial Library and the longest serving employee of Harris County, along with her branch manager Jennifer Finch to talk about some of the changes she's seen over her long career. Hi, this is Jennifer. I am the branch manager from the Spring Branch Memorial Library. I'm here with Maria. She is the assistant branch manager at the Spring Branch Memorial Library, and she is the longest serving employee of Harris County. She has been with Harris County for 46 years. So we thought we would go ahead and ask her a few questions about what she's seen over the years. So Maria, when exactly did you start with Harris County Public Library? Well, I started in 74, but I took a year off to get my master's, so I've been at Spring Branch Memorial since November 1977. So what made you want to be a librarian? As a teenager growing up in a small town, the library was my favorite summer activity besides hanging out with my friends. So I would check out books and I was always drawn to reading and to the library and that was what got me started. What changes have you seen in libraries over the years? The biggest change that we have seen in our world, of course, changing into everything being automated. It goes for libraries also. The automation, we have gone from a card catalog and shelf list files to where we are today, where everything is, like I have said, automated, and also the internet. That has played a huge 
role in libraries. And what changes have you seen in Harris County Public Library specifically? The fact that programming has come to the forefront, which it did not used to be. It used to be like one program maybe a month or something, and now it's just a daily activity. So reaching out the community in different ways than we used to before. Now, this is a funny question. How many branch managers or librarians have you worked with? I have worked with 11 branch managers, <laughs> five of which are men and six are women. And I have learned something from all the 11. <laughs> so that has been a big education for me. What do you love about working for the library? What I've always loved the best is collection development to fit and suit the customers at this location. I have been part of building what I believe was and is a superb collection. And when I'm able to put the right books on for children, teens or adults, that gives me great satisfaction. Okay. Now, what is the hardest reference question you've had to answer? There have been so many reference questions, and because I started before everything was automated, no Google or anything, research that at that time seemed very, very hard because I had to work on it a long time, now is at your fingertips. But I can tell you some of the hardest ones that perhaps we were not able to answer. How much do people spend in Houston malls? I wasn't able to answer that. And can you show me where the books on demolitions of buildings are? And of course, being a small-sized neighborhood library, we wouldn't have something like that. I might be able to answer those today, but I couldn't in the past. And also the life cycle of dragons. That was fun. What has been your favorite program that the library has hosted? I think my favorite one was one of the most popular, if you're talking about adult programs, soon after I started. It was in conjunction with the Museum of Fine Arts Houston, and it was a film that was shown to go along with an exhibit that they had on Impressionists. If I remember correctly, I believe it was Cezanne. We filled the meeting room up to capacity, 50 people, and had a line out the door so that film had to be shown twice and filled up the room twice, and it spoke volumes as to the interest in this particular community at that period of time. Fine arts has always been high interest here. Is there anything that you miss from when you first started working with Harris County Public Library? We were much smaller as far as the number of employees and the number of libraries. And I got to know my fellow employees through the phone because we would do interlibrary loans and holds in a totally different way. It was much more personal and a lot, the volume was, of course, a lot fewer. But I got to know people and then it was nice to put a voice to a face when we would have Christmas party. Oh, this is who you are. And it was nice meeting people that way. So I knew a great number of people through my telephone interviews. All right. Do you have any funny or fascinating stories to share with us? One fascinating story that is also funny deals with this Mr. Fisher. And he was at the very beginning when I started working. He was a very, very old man 
who came in with a cane. He was all bent over. And one day, he, he was very friendly with all of us. He would shake his cane in the air at us, but in a friendly way. He had fought in World War One, which, since I like history, this was amazing to me that I was actually talking to a soldier from World War One, and he made a list for me of the different battles that he had been in and the different battles that the U.S. was involved in overseas, handwritten. And I thought, wow, this is an important document for me personally, and I've kept it all these years. What is your favorite type of book to read? My tastes have changed through the years. Right now, I like reading light fiction, such as Mary Kay Andrews and, of course, Alexander McCall Smith, the number one ladies' detective agency. I thoroughly enjoy that. And B. Ross, I enjoy that. But when sometimes I do get a little bit more serious, I enjoy reading history, particular certain period of Russian history. And I will also read biographies on royalty. Well, thank you so much, Maria, for spending this time with us and answering all these questions. And thank you for serving Harris County and Harris County Public Library for so long. We know that you are a great resource and that you are beloved by the community here at Spring Branch Memorial. We look forward to however long you want to serve here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure. With one-on-one online, a new digital reference service, you will receive the same friendly, personalized customer service you have come to expect at your HCPL branch location, but online and at scheduled times. Get help with finding books and movies you will love, basic technology questions, as well as research guidance for business and finance, genealogy, job search, legal resources, and more. It's free. It's easy. And you don't even need a library card. HCPL's one-on-one online will be happy to help you find answers to your questions. But we cannot provide legal, medical, or financial advice, proofread documents, nor offer personal opinions. Visit hcpl.net, click Ask Us, and select one-on-one online to make your appointment. One thing librarians love to read about is the library. Jason, Angela, and Anna have some library-themed book recommendations just for you. For our adult readers who want a bit of mystery, suspense, and action, we can recommend The Invisible Library by Genevieve Cogman. Irene is a professional spy for the Mysterious Library, a shadowy organization that collects important works of fiction from all of the different realities. Most recently, she and her enigmatic assistant, Kai, have been sent to an alternative London. Their mission? Retrieve a particularly dangerous book. The problem? By the time they arrive, it's already been stolen. London's underground factions are prepared to fight to the death to find the tome before Irene and Kai do. A problem compounded by the fact that this world is chaos-infested. The laws of nature bent to allow supernatural creatures and unpredictable magic to run rampant. To make matters worse, Kai is hiding something. Secrets that could be just as volatile as the chaos-filled world itself. Now, Irene is caught in a puzzling web of deadly danger, 
conflicting clues and sinister secret societies. And failure is not an option, because it isn't just Irene's reputation at stake, it's the nature of reality itself. You can find this title in our catalog and electronically on Overdrive and Libby. Hi, I'm Angela Martinez. I'm the Youth Literacy Service Specialist for Harris County Public Library. And what that means is I create literacy programs for anyone under 18. I am very familiar with all types of children's literature from board books, picture books, chapter books, to young adult literature. And believe me, I have not stopped reading young adult literature since I was a teen. So for today, I am recommending a unique young adult novel, which is actually a graphic novel that is also a memoir. It's Almost an American Girl by Robin Haw, and it tells the story of Robin Haw's experience from moving from South Korea to Alabama in the 1990s. When Robin was 14, her mother did the worst thing possible. She moved them. But this wasn't just a small move. No, Robin's mother moved them from the only life she knew in South Korea to Alabama, of all places in the United States. Robin faced all the problems the new kid at school have to deal with, like not knowing her schedule, navigating hallways, making new friends, or fashion choices. But unfortunately for Robin, she also couldn't speak a word of English. She didn't know much about American culture, and she had to face racist remarks from students and even teachers. Robin was isolated from everyone she knew in Korea. Remember, this is the 1990s, before social media, before Zoom calls. Her mother saw her daughter struggling and found the perfect solution, the comic book store. Robin's mother began driving them to the next town over to the comic book store to pick out her favorite mangas from home, and soon Robin finds herself taking drawing classes at the store. At the comic book store, Robin finds not only a community and new friends, but a future of following her passion for creating comics. Though this graphic novel isn't a library theme, I substitute the comic book store for the library. Robin wasn't fortunate enough to have been relocated to Harris County, If she had, she could have found what we all find at our library, a community of readers, comic book readers included, a safe and welcoming place that would have programming for her. I personally can relate to Robin. Though I moved high schools right before my junior year, I was still in Harris County, just a different zip code. Still, there was those feelings of culture shock and even isolation. I remember the school library was one of the only places I felt comfortable being which is why Robin's experience at the comic book store made me relate it to the library. I would recommend Almost American Girl by Robin Haw to all readers, even to those that have never picked up a comic book before. Hi everyone, this is Anna Weinberger. I am one of the collection development librarians here at the library, which means that I get to select picture books and early readers for all 26 branches and put them in the library. So it's a lot of fun and I get to look at a lot of great books. And I know you've heard some great book recommendations already today, but I have a very special picture book for you that's great for preschoolers or older, and it is all about pirates in the library. It is called No Pirates Allowed, said Library Lou, and it is by Rhonda Gallagher-Green. I'm going to read the first part of this book for you just so that you get a little taste, and we'll see how you like it. At Sea Breezy Library, things were just right. Book lovers were cozy. The sky was blue bright. When Shiver Me Timbers through Sea Breezy's door stormed Big Pirate Pete and his parrot, Igor. 
War be the treasure. X marks this spot. We'll dig up the loot and steal all you've got. Squawk! Igor squawked as Pete muttered an arg. Then Big Pete let loose with a scary so thar. Chills ran down spines as those readers all shook. They hid behind bookshelves but ventured a look. And what was that odor? Disgusting! Pity you! But no one at Seabreezy knew what to do. Except Library Lou, who dashed over to see what all the unruly commotion could be. May I help you? Lou asked with a pinch of a frown. This is a library. Shh! Quiet down! Arg, Big Pete thundered. Don't waste me day. Walk the plank, saucy lass, or show me the way. <laughs> Unless you be quiet and listen up to No Pirates Allowed, said Library Lou. Squawk, Igor squawked with a blow-me-down glare. Then Library Lou boldly added, so there. Now, where is this treasure map, Lou asked. Ah, yes. The treasure is here, she said, just as I guessed. I'll help you find it, but first I must ask of you and your matey a wee smallish task. Go home, take a bath, change your underwear too, then come back tomorrow, said Library Lou. So I'm not going to spoil the ending for you, but Pirate Pete does come back to the library and he learns way more than where the treasure chest is. If you want to find out the ending of this picture book, please visit our website to check out this or any of our other recommendations for pickup via curbside. Thank you for joining us for our first episode of Using Our Library Voices. We welcome you to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, and everywhere that fine podcasts can be found. For more information about any of the books or resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at hcpl.net slash podcast. This podcast was produced by Nancy Hu and John Harbaugh, edited by Beth Cripple, and hosted by Tanner Adams, featuring Edward Melton, Amanda Tachibana, Melinda Brinkley, Molly McGinty, Cecilia Williams, Linda Stevens, Maria Madrid, Jennifer Finch, Angela Martinez, Anna Weinberger, and Jason Cruz. Thank you.